edition of the EDBC podcast. Eric Dobratz and Brian Coleman. And Brian, we're going to start with some news off the field. Oh, goody. You and I both have received our second dose of the vaccination. Yep. I don't know about you. Uh, I had no symptoms at all. Felt great. A uh, little bit of a headache. The, I got it. We're taping this on a Monday. Mm-hmm. I got it on a Sunday morning. A little bit of a headache on Sunday night, but nothing major. And I went for a couple mile walk today. Felt great. How about you? Outstanding. Yeah. Um, yeah. So lucky, you know, side effects. Uh, I got my, my wife and I both got ours Friday morning. Again, we're taping this now on Monday night. So yeah, last Friday morning, took a little time from work, went over to great setup in New Haven. Shout out to the folks at the Floyd Little Athletic Center. All the like, people from Yale that are working regular shifts, they're getting off their shifts, uh, doctors, nurses, whatever. If you can give a shot, if you're a medical person to give a shot they go over there after their shifts and give shots so i just uh, before answering just shout out to them because that's awesome that they're going at doing extra work for this but yeah so friday morning felt fine sore arm friday night went to bed around midnight friday night about 11 hours after i got the well no 13 hours after i got the shot woke up saturday morning felt like i'd been hit by a bus yeah man yeah so uh like fever chills body aches a headache like and like one of those headaches, like on the side of your head, temple headaches. So I felt like I might, I spent the all day and night feeling like my head was in a vice. Uh, you sure it just sucked. wasn't the Yankees? You sure it just wasn't the Yankees you were watching? I was not watching the Yankees. Actually, uh, I listened to the Mets because I was like laying in bed, just, I mean, complaining a lot. Um, uh, but other than that, no, I didn't. That, the Yankees might have cheered me up. Um, yeah. So yeah, but luck, you know, man, everybody's different. Like I said, my wife and I, two, same people, same house. We get our shots at the same time, same place. Uh, same, we both had Pfizer. She, Saturday, she had a little bit of a headache, a little tired. I felt like, uh, worst case of the flu, plus somebody hit me in the head with a brick. Oof. But Sunday morning, I was fine. So small price, small price to pay, get vaccinated. So the only thing that hurt for me were my feelings. Uh, so at channel eight, when you get a shot, they say, Hey, if you want, we'd love to promote the fact that our, that our, that our personnel are getting their vaccinations, you know? So if you get a photo, we'd love to share it, you know, on our social, right. our social media. So I shared it and man, the trolls came out fast. Hit oh, me. did they? Oh my God. Don't read the comments. Fast. I did. I did. I didn't, I didn't reply to any of them. I won't even get into what they said, but there was four or five of them where I was like, wow, we live in different worlds. And again, I don't not to get into the, you know, whatever, it's not worth it, but, just, just funny when you read your comments of a simple thing like that, that just people just hate on you for that thing, you know? It's so, we are a dumb, dumb, dumb country. We really are. So I anyway, mean, this should be easy. We should be able to like, you know, by the fall, everyone should be vaxxed up and, you know, get back to your real normal life, but it'll take a little longer. But yeah, do you, if if you're not one of those dingbats, uh, listen to the Connecticut Sports Broadcaster of the Year, Eric Dobratz, <laughs> yeah. his, and his associates over at Channel 8 as they're trying to spread the message that they're getting shots and it's fine. I've seen, you know, Darren Kramer and Keith Koontz and my buddy, some of my other buddies over there. You guys are doing yeah, an awesome job. Got hers, yep. Yeah, you guys are doing an awesome job. Keep promoting it. Don't listen to the loonies, but yeah. All right, let's promote your baseball team. I, I I can sit here and talk. I feel like I talked about the Yankees the same week, same problems. Listen, it's they're five and ten. We'll talk about them in a second, but let's talk about your Mets, man. They're, you know, uh, I thought of you yesterday uh, when they were playing Colorado and the game ended on a caught stealing and Lindor slapped the tag down and pumped his fist on a bang bang play, and that just the excitement of Lindor, you know, as much as I 
bitch and moan about baseball players and all of them with their problems and maybe not hustling or this me world. It was nice to see that where Lindor genuinely was like a kid playing little league. I don't know about you, but it just made me feel good for, for, I just, I just enjoyed the moment, I guess. I'm not a Met fan, but I enjoyed the moment. No, no, it's, you're, you're right. It's, it was great to see, he, you know, like he was pumping his, chest, you know, pumping his fist and pounding his chest. Like they just want a playoff game. Um, yeah. And he came in, you know, I, reading a lot about him after he was traded from Cleveland to the Mets this offseason, what was, of course, a blockbuster trade. And that was sort of the, the the vibe on him. You know, some players we talked about that were on the market last year, they had some baggage that maybe you don't didn't want, but the Lindor thing was all positive, not just the baseball stuff. He's obviously an awesome baseball player. And you gave up nothing for him. You didn't give up a lot for him, but it was this like he's a great clubhouse guy. He's a great everybody likes him. He gets along with everyone. He brings energy. And then I always think like, what's energy? Is that me go around just slap everyone in the back of room day and say, Hey, how are you? And maybe that is. And that's hey, listen, any walk of life, it's nice to be around those type of people. But yeah, he's uh he seems to be the real deal. Good in the and clubhouse. The Mets, yeah, and and the Mets, you know, it's it's interesting. You mentioned that they win yesterday two to one in Colorado. How often do you see two to one ball games, final scores in Colorado? Were you nervous Rarely. when that fly ball went to left field in the ninth inning when Nimmo was tracking it? A little bit, a little bit, because I always get nervous with, with Edwin Diaz, the closer, who so far, knock on wood somewhere, has been, uh, you know, he's been good. Yep. And but look, you know, this lineup, you look at that lineup, and it was supposed to be, and I think it will be a fairly potent lineup. I mean, you know, one through eight on an everyday basis, they should be, you know, a very good lineup, good offensive ball club. Hasn't been the case yet. They haven't really hit. Well, they hit last year. They just didn't hit with runners in scoring position. They're Correct. And that, that's been the case this year. They've been just as bad this year. So it's to start, I know it's, they've only played because they've had incredible weather issues. They've already had like five games, either rained out or snowed out. Plus they had COVID postponements at the start of the season. So it's early and we know that, but it's been their pitching. Their starting pitching uh, has been incredible. I mean, DeGrom's DeGrom. He's been awesome. I mean, he's been Saturday, what he did Saturday in like 14 strikeouts and in six innings was just insane. He struck out nine guys in a row. It was insane. But the other three guys, you know, Mark, Marcus Stroman, Taiwan Walker, uh, Peterson had a run rough start. David Peterson, he pitched well. They're starting, you know, they're, they're starting the top four front starters have an ERA combined of 1.93. By the way, though, if you, if Stroman was on any other team, you would hate his guts. I don't like, I didn't mind Stroman at all. I like Stroman when he came over. I don't know what he gets a bad rep for that. I, well, because I, he's, he's he, very, because he's opinionated. No, no, no. On social on, media. No, the on the field antics yesterday. I don't care about that stuff. See, I hate that. The, I mean, although people will say, you know, baseball needs to do more of that, the expressions, but. I hate when Chapman does it too for the Yankees when he strikes someone out and he takes that extra second to kind of stare in. It's like, buddy, you gave up walk-off home runs in the playoffs two years in a row. Who are you staring at, Chapman? And I, I was doing that a little bit yesterday too. Like he struck a guy out, did the extra pause. And- I get that. I understand that. Here's my thing that I'm, I'm cool that if you do it, but like if you get lit up for like, you know, you get lit up for a yeah. grand slam late in the game someday and the guy flips his bat and takes a long stroll around the bases – just, just take it. Don't, don't pipe punk down. them next. Just take it. Yeah, pipe then, down. Then I'm fine. I don't care. I mean, I, I, I was never Neckersley. I mean, there's a lot of, even Dennis Eckersley, who sort of, yes. you know, I was a huge fan. Like I never imagined when he did that little thing where he like, yeah, he like did a little pretend six shooter thing or yeah, I don't care. Baseball, it's fine. Yeah, you know, again, I, I like Stroman. I think when he was with Toronto, I was always surprised the Mets actually traded for him in a year where they they were kind of bad. And I, I like Stroman. I got no problem with that. 
Man, it seems like a century ago with their old GM was here and all that whole regime. Ah, things have changed. Yeah, uh, some, and I think there'll be more change this off season. We forget that the new ownership didn't take over till like thanks before Thanksgiving. Yep. And I'd be surprised. We're not going to get into this because then it'll be a Mets baseball podcast. But I'd be surprised if after the first year, uh, Uncle Steve Steve Cohen didn't make some more changes. Um, you mentioned Edwin Diaz. If you're wondering what that music was to start off this podcast, that was Edwin Diaz's intro music when he comes in from the bullpen at home games. Uh, Narco by a band called Blaster Jacks, I think, but I freaking love the trumpets in that. So that's why we started off the podcast. Which it's very majestic. Yes, it's very majestic. Love it. love it. Just makes me smile when I saw it. Uh, Red Sox played a day game on Patriots Day. Were you a big Patriots Day guy growing up? You're a New Englander. Yeah, but you're not. It's not really a New England thing. It, it's I'm from Massachusetts and Maine, right? Yeah, and I, Maine Maine's kind of cherry picking it. When I was when I was growing up, it was really Massachusetts. So like, how come Massachusetts doesn't have to go to school today? And like, my dad worked in Boston, and he would like have there. He would not go to work. Like, what the hell is this all about? But I went to college in Boston. Yeah. And if you're a college per, if you're a college kid in Boston on Patriots Day, that's fun. Yeah. Because the bars are. You're drinking beers at nine thirty in the morning. The bars open like eight. The, yeah. the bars open at, at, at like eight o'clock. So you go down and to Copley Square. There's the marathon, um, and you just you just enjoy the day. You know, it's funny. I on Boomer and uh, Geo there, the morning show on WFN a couple weeks ago. The owner of Stands, the famous bar outside of Yankee Stadium, called. And he was driving in on opening day to open up the bar at eight o'clock in the morning. And I, I forget how many days, 300 and something days since they had last been open. Wow. And I just felt so good for him because, and those are the days, man, when you're, when you're a grown up, you're 21, 22, 25, 35, those mm-hmm. opening days when you can go to a place like stands or <laughs> yep. asking flagging or something like that, asking flagging. you know, and it's nine 30 in the morning there, yep. and you're having a cold beer on opening day. It's just a great, yeah. A little bit of Americana in my eyes, you know? And the Red Sox won today, I think, at a laugher. Yeah, um, 11 to 4. But they always do that because they have the, they they start these games. The Red, the Patriots Day Red Sox game, they're two things on Patriots Day, not this year because of the, the pandemic, but at, at the end of the year, Patriots Day means the Boston Marathon and ba- basically brunch baseball because the Sox first pitch is 11 a.m., yep. which I'm sure the other team just loves. Yeah, Nathan Avaldi, the starting pitcher for the Red Sox, said he got up early a couple of days in a row just to kind of get ready. And you think about it, baseball players are creatures of habit, like oh, NBA yeah. players, all athletes are. You play at night most of the time, so you're usually up till two, three o'clock in the morning and not getting up till noon. You know, right. doing your stuff. But yeah, the Red Sox, man, I, the Red Sox are doing now what I thought they were going to do last year when we did our over unders last year in that sixty game season. Yeah. I always thought they were going to hit because of that ballpark and JD Martinez. I'm telling you, I don't think the Red Sox will be there at the end, but he could be a very valuable trade piece come July. We talked about that a few weeks ago. You're, you're high in that move, and that's possible. But if their their division, the ALE, stays the way it is right now, and the Sox linger, I mean, like they have a like a three game lead already. I think yeah. I might be wrong on the on the math. I haven't checked today. Yeah, he, well, he's not going anywhere. And yeah, the starting pitch, you just mentioned Nathan. I mean, nothing against Nathan Evaldi, but I think he's like the number one starter or close to it. Yeah, Edwin Rodriguez is coming back from COVID. You know. uh, I mean, their pitching still looks yeah. – you're looking at their pitching going, what's going to – that's not sustainable. But yeah, but Alex Cora back in the dugout, and is that any coincidence since he returned? The team's playing better. The, the, they like him. The team is high on him. So we'll see. Early, like we said. Early, yeah. early. Yep, Yankees, you know, Brian Cashman came out to meet the media today because there's blood in the water, so he wanted to kind of calm the nerves of Yankee fans. I listened to it. He didn't. Uh, 
Yeah. I mean, it's basically said, Elfie, nothing to see here. You know, things will get better, but you know, I talked about it last week. I've talked about it for a couple of years. The team is flawed. They, they're just, they're, they don't have enough pitching and the players they do have are feast or famine. And then I was reading that, that they had tinkered with Glaber Torres's swing to have him give him a little bit more of a launch angle a couple of years ago. They all do that. I, the guy was hit all of them, but there's a lot of teams that are so into the launch angle. Oh my the God. The, air. the guy was hit. The, he comes up two years ago, he's hitting line drives all over the place. You know, opposite field, line drive, home runs, and then they tell him to adjust his swing so that more of an uppercut, and now he can't hit. It drives me nuts. Look, I mean, that, dude, watch DJ LeMahieu. The guy uses the whole field, the hit 20-something home runs. I mean, give me a break. The only guy who's like a consistent, just a, just a pure hitter. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that was a thing a few years ago, um, and I don't know if it's he's still there, speaking of holdovers from the old regime. That was a whole the, the knock on Sandy Alderson a few years ago with the Mets. And Sandy preached a you know ball, a launch angle, launch angle. It drove me nuts because they had guys like this? Conforto and Nimmo who were like just line drive, sometimes slapping that slap hitters in the direction. Drives me nuts. But I was yeah, I was thinking about the Yankees today, and I was I wanted to ask you as a Yankee fan some of the some of the thoughts I was thinking about after Cashman spoke. Yeah, I mean because the Yankees basically brought it was like let's let's bring everybody back from last year again. Like let's let's, let's a couple let's, years now they've done. Let's, let's just rewind what we had and you know. So you know we you mentioned like the starting pitching and I was thinking and I you know I didn't want the guy because of we talked about baggage earlier. I don't like the baggage that he comes with Trevor Bauer, but you know it came down to the end to the Mets and the Dodgers being and. You know, whoever got him was going to overpay. We know that the Dodgers did. It came down to being just the Mets and the Dodgers for Trevor Bauer. Should the Yankees have been on a Met? Trevor Bauer? Can they not afford what the Dodgers pay? Can they not afford what the Mets were going to pay? They can. Are, aff- the New York, are the New York Yankees that worried about the luxury tax right now, or should they have been in the, in the mix for a guy like that? I think they were scared of the off the field stuff. I just don't think they. I think that I don't think he would have played well in New York. I just think that guy. I don't know why. I just. I think that's. I, I agree him. with you. I was I, not happy, you know. I, and I, I thought it was a blessing the Mets didn't get him. To be honest, I did too. We talked like, about you know, it. a lot of my Met, fellow Mets fans and Met, Mets Twitter folks were really pissed off that he went to LA. I'm fine. And again, if he goes to LA, and, you know, goes 15 and three, and they win the title, you know, win win the World Series again, more power to him. But I, I don't. You're, I'm with you. I did not trust him in New York. But I, I'm just saying the fact that the Yankees were never in that conversation, or even guys like lesser guys like. Or Dozy, or, or you know, we mentioned Taiwan Walker with the Mets, or you know, going after maybe a mid-level guy, you know, a mid mid-rotation guy, rather than hoping that Corey Kluber bounces back. It just seems like they just they didn't do anything. Yeah, I want not Yankee like. I wanted them to sign for three years now. The guy who was signed with Atlanta, who was on Tampa Bay from. Oh, I, that's the Char- other guy I was thinking, Charlie Morton. Charlie like, Morton. Couldn't you I, just plug Charlie Morton into the rotation and not have to worry about him? Like he gives you, he's your three starter. He goes out there, he'll six pitch innings, a, he'll pitch, six innings. He'll pitch to a three point something ERA, even in that ballpark. He's not going to be flashy, but you don't, you know, he's just he's just, like where was where's where was that move? Yeah, I, I don't. I think they dropped the ball in that. And listen, I understand that. You know, they rolled the dice, but, you know, when you have Garrett Cole and then Jordan Montgomery, and then you're hoping that Corey Kluber and Jamison Talion, two guys who haven't pitched in two years, are going to be there for you. I know they have Severino they're banking on, but Cashman said today he's a summer, summer, you know, Tommy John, July maybe. Well, yeah, I never, when you, I don't know why you'd ever do that with Tommy John guys. Again, well, he, he he had it in February of, how was it last February he had it? So it would be, you know, 16, 17 months. But, but you never know. 
Yeah, some guys no, exactly. Come back fine. You can't bank on him. Some guys come back okay. Some guys come back like Zach Wheeler. And every time he tries to throw, he keeps having a, a setback, a setback, a setback. Next thing you know, he missed two years. Yeah. And the thing that bothers me is the Yankees, and they all do this, they hype up their prospects. But you had Michael King come up. He's thrown nine scoreless innings. And the guy should be in the rotation. That's it. And, you know, I, I'm not a huge fan of Evan Roberts, but he made a great point today. In 2005, the Yankees were 11 and 19. And they made a change the first week of May in 2005. They made a major change in 2005. Would they been firing the hitting coach or something? No. They brought up from the minor leagues Chin Ming Wong and Robinson Cano. So yep. he, was, he was saying today, bring up whether it's Davey Garcia or Mike King, put him in the rotation, and then bench Aaron Hicks and bring up Estevan Florial, who's their top outfield prospect, who's, who's – I just watched him hit home runs in Wilkes-Barre-Scranton. He can play defense, play center field, can fly. He's left-handed. He's their top prospect. Just bring him up. Sit Hicks down. Just sit him down. Uh, I, I mean, again, I'm not a Yankee fan. I don't like. I mean, I don't like the Yankees. So yeah. I mean, I, I'm whoever the Yankees are playing against for the most part. Usually, I'm, that's the team I'm rooting for. But I, I mean, but the one thing I wish I had, you know, we should all be as lucky to have people who love us as much as the Yankees seem to love Brett Gardner and Aaron Hicks. I mean, well, the know. Gardner thing's a one-year deal, and he, 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 that doesn't bother yeah. me. But you know, it's not Mantle and Maris out there. No, but you know, they had Mike Talkman, who to me is Brett Gardner, a younger version of him. So I never, I didn't understand the move. You know what I mean? But you know, we again, say this, and again, you're right. Now people want to fire the hitting coach. They want to fire yeah. the pitching coach. They want to fire the assistant to the traveling secretary. You know, get rid of George Costanza. And and I actually, we've been mentioning some of the WFAN folks today because um, I did not hear. I haven't listened to them recently, but I did hear. Belusis and Maggie Gray today as I was driving around running a couple errands and she, Maggie made a great point. Like, you know, the diehards get really pissed off about this at this time, but you know, if this was, they were going through the streak in the second week of August, yep. it wouldn't be, we would not be, you know, no, it's true. Calling for the lifeboats. So it's the beginning of the season and we'll see what happens. They, uh, now they knew the Braves coming in this week, right? Two so games. They could, if they could, uh, you know, feast up on the Braves, that would make both of us both of us happy. Well, the Braves are playing well right now, so I don't see that. Yeah, they, either, yeah, they got off to a slow start, but they won last night. So, so I hate right. it. We've been rambling. We need to take a time out here. When we come back, we're going to talk about a couple things, including uh, New York basketball and hockey. MSG buzzing again, and then I wanted to complain for a minute about uniforms in general in pro sports. We'll talk yeah. about we'll talk about all that after this, Brian. Yeah, first let's talk about all as well. Allswell believes in the power of a good night's sleep. Designed to make good sleep accessible to all, the Allswell features hybrid mattress technology combining the best of both worlds, memory foam, and individually wrapped coils. It provides a winning blend of comfort and support. The goal was to create an affordable mattress without sacrificing quality or luxury, and the result is the Allswell Queen mattress. It starts as low as $345. Now, I'm telling you this now. If you listen today or Tuesday, the 22nd, the Tuesday, which is the 20th, listen to this. Think about this right now. Now through Wednesday, that's coming up, April 21st, you can take 15% off everything site-wide at allswellhome.com with the promo code BLOOM, is in spring bloom. B-L-O-O-M. That's all capital letters. Bloom. 15% everything at the allswellhome.com site. Go to bus, go to edbcpodcast.busroute.com. That's the uh, site where our little uh, podcast originates from. It lets you click on any one of our episodes. A, each and every one of those episodes has a link to allswellhome.com. Click on that link. 
and start shopping. And anytime you shop on there, if you go to that link, you save 15% off your order. So that's awesome too. And you get a little love for our site, for our podcast. So remember, sleep well and save with all as well. All right. So I wanted to complain about something real quick. Woo-hoo! I turned on the, Yan- the Yankee and I can complain about them. I already did that. I turned on the Nick game yesterday and I've been watching the Knicks lately. Mm-hmm. When I turned the game on, the Knicks have won six in a row. There's a little buzz in the garden. Good coaching. Yeah, sure. Playing defense, yada, yada, yada. Good players. Julius Randle looks like Bernard King. Uh, <laughs> Where's his number? Yeah. I could not tell which team the Knicks were when I first glanced at the television. The Knicks were wearing black uniforms, and the New Orleans Pelicans were wearing orange. I did not know who was who for a minute. I hate, yeah, that, I hate that. I hate that, Brian. And the Red yeah, Sox uniforms this weekend, the, what was it, the Boston Marathon colors? Maybe you heard about that, the Nike unveil, the, the yellow yeah. and blue. I mean, what are these teams doing? It looked like the old San Diego Chargers, uh, yellow and powder blue uniforms. That's what the Boston Red Sox were wearing. Yeah, no, it's really stupid. I hate it. Um, um, let me be blunt. Uh, a few weeks ago, I was watching – it was the Lakers and somebody. And, like, I don't – I'm going to screw this up. It could be Utah I saw the other day. I didn't know who they it were. Might have been, yeah, but like, it was the Lakers and somebody else. And usually you would know who it was. Maybe it wasn't the Lakers and the Bucks. Well, let's just say for the argument it was. And I didn't know which was like, how do you not know the LA Lakers? It's either going to be blue and purple and gold or gold and purple. And it was like blue, light blue and white. Yep. Which I guess was what they wore. And this is my ignorance. They wore those through the mid sixties before they, uh, like the Rams did before they switched over the LA teams all went to the yellow and gold, uh, yellow and blue look, whatever. But it's, it's ridiculous. I didn't see yesterday's game. But I, I know what you're saying. So the what, the Knicks were wearing something black, and the Pelicans, who nobody even knows what they're, we don't even know what, what like I don't even know what the Pelicans regular uniforms look like. So I, I could care less about that. But the Knicks have a great, you know, blue and orange is New York colors. What are you, what are you doing? And by the way, Zion Williamson after the game said how much he loves playing at Madison Square Garden. It's the mecca of basketball. I, I love saw playing that. Here. Started a lot of drama on Twitter oh, yesterday. That'll a lot be of fun. drama. Yeah. So just for the Knicks fans to be disappointed again by the free agent. Exactly. Like but I'll Lakers. tell you what, if the Knicks keep playing like this and Thibodeau has them winning games, people will start coming there to play. You know? No, six in a row is impressive. And you know, the Eastern Conference, I've been bitching about how weak it's been all year. It's gotten better. Celtics are playing a lot better. Uh Atlanta's playing well. The heat's doing some heat things. So it's not like and, – and that's when you would have thought, okay, Celtics are starting to roll. Yeah, Atlanta we thought might be decent. They're getting a little groove, getting a groove going. This is when the Knicks are going to fall off and they're going to like the, the boys, separate the men for the boys. No. Nope. Good for them, man. Six in a row. And I got to tell you, I'm not a Celtic fan. Jason Tatum is fun to watch. He he can play. Oh, my God. He is just yeah, – I mean, He's uh, so long and just shoots threes and – he, he's like kind of Kevin Durant to me. I mean, and Durant, who never plays. It's just who never plays. And I was thinking that that same thing. I know we're going to go off on a tangent here. Thinking that game Saturday night um, when uh, the Celtics were playing the Golden State Warriors, and I'm watching. Uh, I was from my flu ridden bed. I'm watching yeah. uh, Steph Curry, uh, Steph Curry, and uh, uh, Jason Tatum. Tatum trading haymakers. I mean, those guys are awesome, and what a fun basketball game that yeah. was on News I, Eight, by the way. I know. I thought of you. I bet. I think you guys put you guys maybe going like two minutes late. I was off, so I don't know. Oh, then you don't here. give a damn what time. No. But what a fun game! Like even if you're not a huge NBA fan, you just like basketball, or like like watching those type of players. It was fun yeah. because yeah. Then I did think about oh right, three days earlier, what was supposed to be a big like, you know, number one, number two in the conference, Sixers and Nets, and Kevin Durant takes the night off. 
you know, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Thank you, Steph Curry, who didn't, who could have taken the night off. Thank you, Jason Tatum. You guys were awesome to watch. Yeah, he had a <clears throat> Durant got a leg contusion yesterday. You know what that means? He took a knee in the thigh, and they took him out for the rest of the game. Meanwhile, Alexander Georgi Gorgiev for the Rangers had his knee pop out in the first period, left the game, and then came back into the game. Played, yeah, the played. goalie. Yeah, played the goalie. The goalie. He, he kind of needs some mobility. Yes, he played. <laughs> so, I, I hate. I, I hate it. I don't. Yeah, this Nets team, they're probably going to at least come out of the East. I don't, there's nothing, I know, I, good for I wanna, Nets fans. I, they've I, never, they've never won anything in their entire life. So good for Nets fans, but no, if you're not Nets no. fans, this team is, you cannot root for their team. This team, they're completely unlikable. I want them to lose in the second round to Milwaukee. That's what, that's what I'm hoping. Yeah, I like Milwaukee. I like Giannis. But, and yeah, um, you know, but getting back to the uniforms, I'm with you, man. I, I don't like all the – I guess people buy it, and we sound like two old guys ranting about get off your lawn, which we are. So. You can buy the you can buy the Red Sox uniforms. They were on sale uh, – I saw an ad for them yesterday. $495 they were selling the jersey for. And if they don't buy it, if people don't buy it, they wouldn't make them, so I guess some that would buy them. Yep. But, you know, sometimes – and I give the Yankees props here. You know, Jay Bruce – who played for several teams or a long um, MLB career, just retired yep. the other day. He hit uh, a buck 30. Thought he saw the yeah, in the wall. He even saw, yeah, he, he, he was with the, yeah, he joined the Yankees this year. I thought it would be a nice signing, like a little player depth off the bench in that ballpark. But my point is he was talking about how, and I think this is true, at least for this point, every ball player would love the opportunity to play for the Yankees, even if they don't admit it out loud. Yep. And he's just putting on that uniform. And I got to admit it. The Yankees have out of any sports, Tradition. Any of them, they had the best. Look, the the uniforms are beautiful. Tradition. Simple. Yep. Navy and white pinstripes. They're the same as what you know Lou Gehrig was wearing in 1927. They look awesome, and there's none of this crap. So that's my old man rant about that. And speaking of the Yankees, real quick, uh, leaked out a little bit over the last couple of days, but MLB is going to have a Lou Gehrig day to raise money for ALS. That's nice. He's only been dead since 1941. Yeah, but they're going to make it an annual thing, and MLB is going to get involved in ALS charity. So good for them. It's like it's called MLB for ALS and four, meaning the number of Lou Gehrig. So right four, which again, I, should come that, out. that's a good thing. But it's I guess hey, better late than never. But I'm surprised. Exactly, bringing a little awareness to a terrible, terrible disease. So. Yep. Um, but yeah, the uniforms thing. The briefly we mentioned the MSG, the Knicks and Rangers both playing well. Both teams have not been good together since 1994, basically. So, uh, no, the Rangers had one back in, you know, they made the finals simultaneously. Like I mean, simultaneously. Oh, simultaneously. Yes. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. It's, uh, you're right. It's either been, if one's good, the other one stinks, or a lot of times both have been down, especially yeah. the Knicks. So, yeah. And my son is a Celtics fan now because, A, the neighbor's a Celtic fan, some kitty, you know, kid next door. But the Celtics have been good the last couple of years. That's why he's a Patriot fan. I don't blame him. I wish he was a Knicks fan, but the Knicks stink. But now the last couple of games, we've been watching it together, and he was kind of – he actually liked the black uniforms the Knicks wearing. He's like, Dad, I really like those Kids uniforms. love them. Yeah, first thing I was about, Dad, I like those uniforms. So – We'll see what happens, but it'd be nice to see the Knicks and hopefully fans back in the garden soon. I know there's a handful of them in there now, but when that place is full, Boston Garden, Madison Square Garden, it just it's a, it's a different way. Yeah, you know, Zion's not the only one. You've read that before. Players from visiting teams love to play, NBA yeah. players love to play in the garden. And look, the Knicks look like they're they basically are gonna lock, they maybe not locked up, but they're going to make the playoffs. The Rangers, they've been playing great the last four weeks, but they still have an uphill climb. 
If they get in, it's gravy. If not, they're a super fun. I'm a Ranger fan. They're a super fun team to watch. Young, a lot of firepower, fast, fun. And, and again, in that building, I mean, I always told my kids, we will, because they like to go to hockey games that are yeah. watching on TV and yeah, whatever. But I, you know, they want to go to, first, they love to go to New York City. They like to ride the subway, figure that. Oh, yeah. So when this is done and we get more people back in the stands, we are, I'm, I'm going to bite the uh, the big ticket and we'll go to a Ranger game. Me and you both. Outstanding. Uh, we got to take another timeout. We are going crazy today with time. Uh, we're going to take a timeout, talk about a couple other things, including your birthday list, which I love it this week. Absolutely love it. So, okay. We'll get to all that in a second, Brian. Groovy, groovy, groovy. Oh, uh, let's talk about going to the market, or as you know, that's what your grandmother used to say the market or whatever. Maybe you call it the grocery store. I don't care what you call it. You got to go, right? You got to eat. You know, my, you know what I'm saying? So, you got to go. Unless you want to shop from home because you're working from home, you're busy, whatever, this, that, and the other thing. Instacart.com. It's a great way to shop from home. Save yourself that trip to the market because Instacart will deliver your groceries in as fast as two hours. And they connect you with personal shoppers in your area to shop and deliver groceries from your favorite stores, your local stores. If you have a store that you love, you're not going to go to another store that you, you know you're not crazy about or you've never heard of. No, you're gonna to go to your they're gonna to go to the stores that you want to go to and you shop to. Instagram has it has a deal has uh, deals with all the big places. You you'll be good. You're fine. You're gonna get your produce. It's gonna be fresh. Uh, they're gonna protect your eggs. All the things you would do if you were in the market physically. Plus, here's some good news. If you sign up on Instacart.com and it takes about three minutes, maybe less, you're gonna get free delivery on your first order of over thirty-five dollars. You know how to get there. Well, like I said, go to edbcpodcast.buzzsprout.com. Click on the link for all as well for Instacart. Click it on, sign up, start shopping, get your uh, 35 bucks. Off your, I'm sorry, your free delivery on your first order of over 35 bucks. And if you use that link, just show a little support for our, you know, our little podcast. So shop from home and save with Instacart. All right. You got a great birthday list. We're going to talk about that in a second. But first, you didn't. We're talking about this beforehand. You didn't watch Aaron Rodgers hosting Jeopardy last week? Well, two I did not. It. And I kept mentioning meaning to. And uh, I, you know, I didn't even like record it because, you know, we have the, you know, we have the DVR now technology or you stream it. I did not. And I was semi-curious to watch him. Um, it was, it was, I want to say a couple of times I was thinking it was a parody almost like an SNL bit. Yeah. Very slow and deliberate and didn't really have the quick wit that you sometimes want. And then I heard today that Joe Buck is going to be uh, hosting the show down the road as well. Anderson Cooper's for the next couple of weeks. So uh, I don't normally watch the show, but I did duck in and watch Aaron Rodgers a little bit. There was a little levity when one of the guys made a joke on him, one of his final answers about why did you guys kick the field goal, blah, blah, blah. But um, Aaron Rodgers, who should concentrate on playing quarterback. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, it's it's been what a, kind of a weird choice. And uh, I'm not going to say uh, – how can I say this nicely? And by the way, I think uh, um, uh, the choice of Joe Buck and Anderson Cooper, they might be – they. They could, they might do a great job at it. Yeah. Um, it has not ever, and again, ever, trying to replace Alex Trebek is just going to be so hard. I used to watch Jeopardy all the time. I, I was hoping for Gene much. Rayburn. I don't know if he's available. <laughs> he might also have passed. I don't know. Richard Dawson wow. kissing contestants left and wow, right. Wow, wow, do we just, no one under 48 knows what we're talking about. No, exactly. But, you know, what struck me so far, and I want to get in trouble, I'm not trying to incite anything but it has not been the most diverse group of candidates yet has it uh no yeah yeah we'll see we'll see who else is lying but i don't know who else has been doing it 
But I, yeah, I Katie Couric, uh, the former winner. Oh, Katie Kings. Couric did it? Okay, then yeah. I didn't know they had any women doing it yet. Ken so. Jennings did it as well, so who knows? It I is. was thinking maybe Ted Wass, who was the actor who played the dad on Blossom, remember him? He's terrific. No. no. <laughs> okay. I thought you wanted, uh, you know, one of your favorite cop shows from Beretta or one of those guys to host, you know, Robert Urich or someone like that. You know? Robert Urich has been dead for like 12 years. Uh, so you know what I'm saying. One of those not available. What a, you I know, say William Shatner. Why not? What's he pushing? 85 years old? He's 90. Uh, he's, speaking of birthdays, we get to Phil. Michael Thomas isn't doing anything. I don't think. Hey, there's another one. Let's go. Yeah. Where's All Adrian right. Smed? Ding dong. He, he'll ring. He'll answer the door. Winner, winner. All right, you mentioned birthdays. You got four on the list today, right? I didn't leave anyone off. You have one, two, three, no, just, four. We just have four this week. This is a very, very um, diverse list of uh, showbiz, sports, uh, acting, a little bit of both, a very unique list. I, I applaud you for that. Showbiz, sports, acting, nepotism. It's all here. And I have no idea how old any of these people are, so let's do it. Oh, Who's I was that? afraid that maybe – because you're, you know, you're in sports broadcasting. I mean, you are, in fact, our state's sports broadcaster yes. of the year. Right. You might come stumbled across like "Happy Birthday" to this guy, and his age might have been attached. But uh, you know, our favorite Bill Belichick celebrating a birthday today or seven, yesterday. Is he seventy? I want to say seventy-five, but I know he's not that old. I want to say he's like seventy-two. He's not seventy-two. How old is he? He's sixty-nine. 69. All right. I'm in the plus or minus, though. You're in the plus or minus. Uh, Again, still the second youngest. Uh, Pete Carroll is older than him. No second oldest. Wow, that's hard to believe. It is hard to believe, isn't it? Crazy. Bill Belichick, everyone's favorite. I'm curious to see what the Patriots do on draft day in 10 days, but we'll we'll talk about that next week. Oh, we can do a whole – we can go draft crazy. We are, and we will. I'm doing a story tomorrow about a draft – uh, former UConn player who uh, transferred last year, didn't play because of COVID, but uh, is wowing scouts with his uh, ability in the shuttle and all those other fun drills. So I never wowed the scouts in a damn thing. So I know you've tried, you've tried. Right. Hey, happy anniversary, by the way, speaking of happy uh, birthdays. Your yeah. Thank you. The wife and I celebrated our anniversary Saturday when I was shivering in bed from my vaccine uh, uh, side effects. How many years? 11. Best eight years of your life, you told me before we started, I, but it's 11. That doesn't make sense. Right. Oh, oh, now I now yeah. I get it. Now I get it. All right. Go ahead with your second one. Go ahead. We are firmly in that part. And you've been married a lot, like quite a few, year, a few years younger, longer than I am. And I, so we're, let's admit it. We're both in that phase of we. I love, I love my wife. I'm lucky. I'm very lucky that she puts up with me. And she's yep. a wonderful mother and wife. But we we're both at that stage where we see people like in their 20s and 30s who go on Instagram and post like, we're engaged. And you start going. <laughs> You feel like Sam Kittison. Don't wow. do it! Don't do it! Yeah, yeah. Hilarious. All right, I'm moving it along. Okay, yeah. I know we. Uh, I don't. Even, I don't know this guy. I never see this guy anymore. We liked him. He's got a, not the greatest Twitter feed in the world, though. Conan, Conan O'Brien. Yeah, his show was like he's doing once a week now. I, I don't know what he's doing. He's on cable somewhere. He was on TBS or whatever. It was a half hour, and now I think he's doing one. I don't. He's doing a podcast. Uh, Conan, I think, is 58. Boom. No kidding. Wow. That's Boom. Good. And I will always fondly remember Conan for his days as a writer on The Simpsons and Saturday Night Live. But The Simpsons, he had the, the when The Simpsons were the show, he was one of the writers on the show. So he was, yeah, in the heyday. He wrote. I'm, I'm not going to go into it now. If you care that much, look up the look it up. But he wrote some of what I would consider to be like the best, like the top ten Simpsons episodes. Yeah, smart. And even and, and, and even if he's a part of any of them, he's just the smartest guy in the room. Just brilliant, brilliant. Well, he went guy. to Harvard, so yeah. I mean, his Bill Cosby story about. Um, I looked that up about when he they invited Bill Cosby. Oh, I remember that. A Harvard for an award that basically was a made-up award. 
and they pick and Conan picked him up in his family station wagon at the airport. Yeah, it, it's yeah, that's a good if you want to go, go on off. YouTube, put aside all the Bill Cosby BS. It's yeah, a, if you, if it's you need something story. to do instead of work one day this week, you know, you know, put work aside, look that look up Bill Cosby, Conan O'Brien. Funny story. All right, but keep it rolling yes, right along here. Uh, Ashley Judd, big fave of mine, loved her years ago. When uh, what was a movie where she uh, was accused of murdering her? Double Jeopardy, loved yeah, her in that Jeopardy. movie with Tommy Lee Jones. Great movie. Uh, Ashley Judd, heat. yeah, he she was great. Uh, I'm gonna say she's like 53. Boom, dude. Really? Boom goes to dynamite. I knew she was a little older than us, but I didn't know. I just guessed five. Great on Eric. Yeah, man. All right. The last one is the best one, if you ask me. Because he's one of our favorites. And we just talked about him last week or the week before. And we're going to, at some point, do a breakdown, like like a a podcast just on him, like the best movies of of his, you know, his best body of work. Clint, Clint, well, maybe. Clint Howard. Is he the younger brother of Ron Howard? He is the younger brother of Ron Howard. I wasn't sure before. I am sure now because I know how old he just turned or is turning tomorrow, I believe. 65. Uh, you almost had it going there. 62. 62. Hey, I'm in the ballpark and all that. That's a pretty good week for me right there. And if you think, you, if you're listening to this podcast, and I'm, why wouldn't you be? You'd be stupid not to. Yeah. And you're going to yourself, I don't know who the hell Clint Howard is, guys. And you're talking yes, about all you these do. movie roles. If you've ever seen a Ron Howard movie, any movie directed by Ron Howard, yeah, you've seen Clint Howard. Yeah, his brother is in it for sure. Absolutely. Sometimes a little role, sometimes whatever. We love Clint Howard. Um, you know, speaking of Ron Howard, my son this morning asked if we can watch Castaway this weekend. Oh. There was, some, refer- there was some reference to Wilson and something the other day. What the hell does it have to do with Ron Howard? Wasn't Ron Howard part? Did he was he part of Castaway? I don't know. No, why. that was a Robert Zemeckis. Yeah, Zemeckis you know what? Movie. I'm just thinking of Tom Hanks. Maybe think of Ron Howard. I don't know why. It's it doesn't right. matter. They they, they, they it's, it's it, it, I get what you're saying. Can yeah. my 11 year old watch Castaway? I think so. There's no. I mean, I I don't. I mean, there's a dead body floating in the water. But other than that, I mean, you're talking to a guy whose whose dad took him to see Beverly Hills Cop when he was 11. So you know, and Porky's. <laughs> no, I never saw Porky's. I didn't see Porky's till like college, and I would never. And by then, I was like, I didn't get it. Like, this is oh, one of the great movies of all time. Um, great movie, but I think you're okay with Castaway. Is you know the part of the thing with Castaway is there is a long sequence, and this is where I think maybe a kid might zone out. I mean, let's face it. Spoiler alert: if you haven't seen Castaway, yeah. I know where you're going. There's like an hour, like an hour and a half of the movie is just maybe not that long, but it's Hanks and the friggin' volleyball, and there's not a lot of dialogue, and him contemplating suicide. Yeah, which is you know again, you know, so. Um, it's a great movie. Uh, I, I, I can actually see the beginning of the the move, the begin, the, like the first thirty minutes, and watch the last thirty minutes. A heartbreaking movie. It's great. I love yeah, it. Yeah, it is. Helen Hunt is just you fall in love with her ten times in the movie. She's mm-hmm. phenomenal in that. I'm mean, you know, she's good in that. She's great in it. Yeah. So I yeah yeah go for it. if the kid wants to watch you go for it. He All may right. like forty five minutes in he may go dude I'm I'm out. Yeah no it's true it's true and I'll be crying on the couch when the kids are upstairs playing video games. Yeah, well, we've all been there. (laughs) I might do that tonight. Yeah, why not? All right, man, that's it. Another edition of the EDBC podcast and the books flew by. Man, you you were good today. You're on the money. Great job. Uh, I was all all revved up. You know what I mean? You got your second shot. We got our armor. Feeling Feeling good. Feeling better. Yep. Mask up, shot up, whatever you got to do. Let's get through this together. All right. Do what you got to do. Do what you got to do. All right, that's it for this edition of the EDBC Podcast. Next week, we'll talk NFL Draft. Hopefully, the Yankees will be playing better. Hopefully, the Mets will keep doing what they're doing. Red Sox, all that good stuff coming up. Brian's birthday is 
looking forward to it, man. Until the next time on the EDBC podcast, I'm Eric. He's Brian. Brian, say goodbye. See ya.